You're listening to the Influential Conversations podcast with Industry Influencer of the Year, Kirk Stafford and guests. Proudly brought to you by Tappy, helping property managers deliver a world-class maintenance experience to their landlords and tenants and save 40% of their time processing maintenance requests. Box Brownie, the innovators in property photography. Have a look at their new product, Snap, Snap, Snap. This is the brand new phone app designed specifically for real estate agents which allows you to shoot professional quality photographs straight from your phones. Inspection Express, they're the market leader in property inspection reporting and digital signature property documentation, giving you a seamless approach to the way that you manage properties, as well as Agent Dynamics, the market leading team development ecosystem to help you nurture, grow and retain your property teams since 2014. Now here's your host, Kirk Stafford. Well, hi there, and thanks for joining us uh, again in another of the series for the Influential Conversation. Joining me today is my very, very special guest and good friend, Michelle Watt from Investor Rent in Brisbane. Now, Michelle's been in the industry a while. She's probably not quite the same old fossil that I am. She's been around since about 2005, been running her own show now for six years, has a team of eight people and uh, a management division in excess of 500 properties. So that's a, it's a pretty sizable concern and obviously one that uh, has taken a long time for her to build up. Michelle... I'm going to pass over to you now. I'd love to hear your story. So tell us, who are you and how the hell did you end up in this industry? (laughs) Hey, hello, everyone. Um, So I moved to Brisbane 19 years ago uh, from North Queensland and um, didn't really know what I wanted to do. I had a a young young child. My daughter, Kelly, was a toddler at the time and... uh, Oh, you know, I applied for lots of different jobs, um, failed the aptitude test to be a, a shelf stacker at Coles, so I thought, you know, life was over. Uh, so I eventually I, I put in an application with um, Harcourts out at Burpengary and they were pretty much, you know, a number one agency in Brisbane at the time, they sales only. Went in there and worked with them for about six years, um, pretty much covered all roles set up a property management division for them, uh, grew that, oh, we had it 18 months, we grew to about 150 managements in that time. Um, and I thought that was pretty good at the time because I actually had no idea what I was doing. Um, our first uh, notice to leave, Gay, the principal and I did that together and that was a manila folder about four inches thick by the time we finished it, um, which was hilarious. It needed about three pieces of paper at the time, but you know we were just winging it. Um, but that rent roll was uh, sold uh, to uh, another agency on the north side and uh, I went along as uh, the BDM. I wasn't sold with the business, but I did approach that business and say, how about I come on and be your BDM? So uh, that that agency, I went, they were about 200 when I started and I really fell in love with that BDM role. I, I like the process. I love people. I love talking. Um, and so it, it just it was something that came really naturally to me. So we grew that rent roll to about 900 uh, over the six years that I was with them. And then I was approached by a, a group of fellows. There were some builders, some uh, sales marketers 
to come and uh, help set up and run InvestorRent. And I initially rejected that offer. I said, well, I don't know anything about running a business. Um, I know how to list properties. They said, no, no, come on board. You know, you'll have heaps of support and, uh, you know, you can do this. We've got all faith in you. So I thought, <laughs> how hard could it be? So um, <laughs> we actually just found the other day, they wouldn't even let me buy a whiteboard. My my first whiteboard was the... Um, the cardboard fridge box that I had bought came off of the new fridge that I bought and I still have that sitting in my office today with my first 19 managements. I've got 19 managements in two months and we still we still manage seven, 17 of those properties So, and the other two have been sold. So that was really cool the other day. We've just moved offices so we've been able to reflect, reflect on that and just see that, hang on, sorry. Yes. Um, sorry, we've just got a really crowded car park at the moment. We've just got to jump in cars. Yeah, so I've been in the new office, haven't you? Yeah, we've only been not even a week in the new office, so it's just a bit of a car shuffle out there at the moment until we yeah. get parked. Organised chaos. Yes, um, so yeah. someone was wanting to move my car that hasn't got her licence yet. It's very scary. Anyway, um, yeah, um, we just did. <laughs> So, yeah, six years we've been running InvestorRent. We started with zero managements, um, in, well in excess of 500 now. The growth a lot slower than I had pictured in my head. I thought I'd be at about 5,000 by now. I know, dream big. And it's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of tears. There's been a lot of trials along the way, um, which have really tested um, my resilience, for want of a better word. Um, yeah my ability to cope, um, to pivot, and, and like everyone else, COVID, well, that just presented a whole new world of of learning to us all. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's been you know, now three years. I know. And we got through it. We're still alive. We got... We're still in business. Yeah. We're still, we're, you know, businesses might have a different shape to them, but we're still in business. What have been, let's just look at, say, at that for the, as a start in the last three years, we can always dive back a little bit further, but... What do you see as the, the main challenges you've had over, say, the, you know, since, since early 2020? Because that's the most present time of people's life. So I was having a conversation with someone last night and he's uh, ex-military and I was, you know, just, just kind of venting about teams and, and my expectations and I feel like some of not only my team, because I talk to a lot of other team leaders as well, there's a an element of entitlement. Mm. Now, whether that's true or not, it's how it feels sometimes as an employer. And I said, up until COVID, I said, you know, managing a team was really, really cool and relatively easy. Provide a good workspace, you know, have all the tech, all the support they need, um, be there for them, be present, all that sort of stuff. It was, I felt quite easy. Um, And of course, my team was smaller then. So the bigger it gets, the the more challenge you're presented with. But but enter COVID and then you're dealing with, do do our team work from home? Do they work from the office? We saw two very different sets of um, head head space in our team. Some were just rolling with it. 
I mean, personally, I didn't care about COVID. It was just like, oh, it's a thing, and I was out, and I was, run, you know, I was doing open homes when I could, and yes, I was careful, but not overly. Where I had other team members that um, the the mere thought of having to be around someone else terrified them. So straight up, we're dealing with people in in very different headspaces, and then of course we're 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 looking at how do they work from home. Some people had technology at home, some didn't. So then we had to organise to to get them equipment so that they could work from home or, or take home their office computers. And my office manager and I stayed in the office working. So then there were some tasks that we took off our team. It was easier for us to do it here in the office uh, day to day. And so as an office overall, regardless of COVID or whatever's happening, if we, we lose a team member or we've got someone off sick, we, uh, we're very fluid in our tasks. So everyone has a, a reasonable understanding of everyone else's role. And whilst we like everyone to stay in their own lane, there are times we have one off sick at the moment. And I just I was watching the girls before trying to work out how they could send the routine inspection report off that she had done yesterday. And it was in another property manager's name. So it's a matter of going, well, this is how you do it. So everyone steps in and helps. So everyone's kind of, yes, in their own lane, but but we will spread and, and cover whoever we need to. But I actually feel a little bit like the more we've taken off the team to ease their mental stress and their physical burden, the more they've come to expect that. We take a lot off, off them to, like, we will outsource our routines when, when it gets really hectic or if we've got someone... You know, if someone's on leave um, when their routines are due, we don't push those out to the other property managers. We'll, we'll outsource them. We've got a great company that does that for us. So a lot of things just are an expectation now that you don't necessarily have to work super, super hard, that we're going to cover you. And so, you know, have I done the right thing? Have I done the wrong thing? I don't choose to look at it like that. I choose to look at it that I've done what I felt was best at the time little bit when, like I was, when I was raising my children my mother used to have a lot to say about my method of parenting and I said to her well I'm a single mum I'm doing what's right for me today and I'll deal with it if it's not so right tomorrow so it's a little bit the same here we do what we do day to day we've got I think we've got great strategies around our workload and our processes and but there are some things that kind of stick and I just feel like when I ask for a little bit more it's reluctantly given rather than, yep, no worries. And, you know, I, as an independent, um, you know, we've, we've palled up with, the, there are several independents we meet usually monthly here in Brisbane, you know, just to, to thrash out these sort of things. And um, I'm happy to talk about it because I now understand I'm not the only one. Each of these other ladies have been doing the same thing Oh, pandering is not a great word, but, you know, catering to what we think is, is best. We're also really frightened that if we push our teams too hard, they're going to pack up and walk away and to find a replacement is so difficult at the moment. Well, I think, I don't think there's fault anywhere. I don't think, um, you know, I think we all just do what we think we need to do at the time. But it's, yeah, it's really, it's really challenging. It's really interesting. Interesting. <clears throat> because it's, and you're right, it's a matter of you know, how do we navigate what is appearing to be a new paradigm with, with a lot of staff in that the more we take from them, the more duties we take away from them, the more routine things, the more they expect that they're going to have that ongoing or no. there's going to be 
more tasks that'll be taken away from them. And I think, look, part of it, and I think there's, there's probably a huge range of, of reasons why, but part of it, I think, is, is the, you know, the, the advent of the amount of technology we've had over the last three or four years, uh, which has enabled us to, to work remotely and, and, and outsource quite a lot. But I think also there's, there's probably a bit of a psychology in there as well, that people have been told what to do and how to act and where to be and, and to a certain extent how to dress when we're talking about things like gloves and masks and that sort of thing. I mean, we've been told for so long how to act that they've all just gone, no, we don't want to do that anymore. Mm. But I think we're, we're not the only industry that's facing it. I think uh, everybody I talk to who's in, in any sort of, of, of business, and I've got a few contacts in, in small business and retail and hospitality, they're all saying the same thing. You know, the, the, yes. what, this, the, the, the expectations now are up here, whereas the reality is, is probably you know, a few steps below that. Well, we've engaged probably 18 months ago, we engaged a practitioner as our EAP provider. Uh, Zoe comes in and she works with our team every couple of months. She'll do a, a group session and just helping everyone really with their their mental space and to help them self-govern their emotions and, and the way they're feeling and that, uh, you know, we're focusing at the moment on, um, you know, not every day is a bad day. There might mm -hmm. be bad moments in your day or unpleasant moments in your day, but it doesn't mean your entire day is crap, yep. you know, because there's a lot of good in every day, but we tend to focus on the crap stuff and then the team all have access to her privately and confidentially as often as they need and, and we foot the bill for that. And we've seen a huge improvement in, in everyone's um, mental headspace, their happiness, their ability to kind of think and work on their own a bit better. Everyone became really just unable to kind of think for themselves for a little while mm, or, yeah. or, or not even that, just not confident to make decisions because everything's changing all yeah, the time. They, they lost that, yeah, they lost that ability. And you said it before, that's that self-regulation. Um, because everything they were seeing, everything they were consuming online, which is pretty much all we could do for a while, everything was negative. Yes. And that becomes overwhelming. And when you start to push down with all the negatives and all the negatives, the positives are finding a really hard place to bubble through. Where, you know, when you, when you think about, um, you, you go back to the old fight, flight or freeze reactions that we, we've had since, well, since we're in caves, you know, it's based on, on survival. Yes. We get all this this negative stuff being pushed down on us. The world, our view of the world is that it's it's entirely negative mm -hmm. and it's hard to, to move out of that space. How have you personally coped in, in those situations? We, because we all go through the, the patches where we we end up in a, in a flat spot or, or sort of, you know, maybe even slightly more than that. Where, where have you gained your inspiration? What's what's helped you? Where are your influences come from in those times? To, to, to get through and to push through and, and to bounce back to a, a more balanced view of yourself and also of what's going on around you. So I feel um, incredibly privileged and, and forever grateful for the team of um, friends and, and business owners that I have um, in my circle. So at the start of COVID, the REIQ would do a webinar every night, you know, and update us on changes to legislation, um, and best practice and 
I rang one of my girlfriends who has an agency and I went, oh, my God, did you hear that tonight? Like, what, what's your take on it? And that hers and my conversation then became another person joined in and then another person. So in the end, there were a few of us and we'd touch base and support one another because if you're in a franchise group, you're going to have a legal department or a head of department that's going to guide you through that. We didn't have that. So we kind of developed our own support group and uh, our take on it was we would, as a, as a collective, um, interpret what had been imparted to us that night and if we all got it wrong, then we all went down together. We'd have friends in jail. If, if it was, <laughs> you know, we set ourselves up well. And so those those friendships have just strengthened. When any one of us is having a crappy day or we just need a bit of propping up, we've got a little group chat, we jump into that, and it's like blah, 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 and we're like, oh, yeah, oh, my God, or have you tried this, have you tried that? Um, one of the girls is in a bit of a rough spot. I've offered her, I'm like, my office manager has offered to help with your trust accounting if that frees you up to do something else. You know, like mm-hmm. we we do open homes for each other if someone's away. You know, it's a very, very cool position to be in. And I, I, I would be game enough to say there wouldn't be too many agents that are happy to work with other agencies as close as what we are prepared to do without fear yeah. of, you know, business being poached or clients being poached. Um, yeah. And that's, 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 yeah, it's really interesting you say that because this is something that's become, well, it's, I've, I've noticed in a couple of other conversations that I've had during this series with people, they're all saying very similar things, particularly in terms of having that really good, close network around you of whether they're in the same industry or, or very much aligned industries of business owners uh, or, or, or even, you know, just people who experiencing the same sort of things as you did. You don't need to be a business owner. You can be a property manager, leasing manager, BDM, where they've got this collaborative approach now that I think certainly when I started the industry years ago, it wasn't around and I don't know what it was like when, when you were, but we were, you know, we were not. No, you, would, you wouldn't talk to anyone else from another agency. You know, it would mm-hmm. be, you just wouldn't. Where now um, I, I don't have, I don't have a problem with that. And if someone was, that I don't even know were to ring me and say, hey, you know, I'm really stuck. I, I don't know what to do here. I'm happy to help. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's just me, I suppose. But it's the tribe that I run with as well. Like we're all happy to help one another and support one another and provide tissues or wine or whatever's needed um, mm-hmm. to get through that moment. Yeah, it's very cool. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. But it's, and it's it, like I said, it's it's really interesting. I think that the 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 thing that's come up over the last three years is that importance of that network, of that very very strong professional network. We've become, I think, we've gone away a lot from competitors, even though we still are in a lot of ways competitive with with each other. We're now more collaborative in our approach. We've now taken that pressure off ourselves that you know. These are, you know, the, this, the, these are all my marbles and you can't have any. I'm not even going to tell you what colour they are. To an approach of going, well, I'm happy to share the information that I have. I'm happy to share my knowledge because mm. by doing that, number one, I enhance what I know, but I'm also helping you to give you a, you know, a, a lift in your business in whichever way I can. Obviously, we don't go into the intricacies of the businesses, but it's just having no. that, that network there to, to fall back on. 
I, I've never operated with a mindset of that I have opposition or competition. Mm-hmm. I, I just never have. It's just like, and I think if more people were like that, it would be better for them because I, I just focus on my day and my obligations to my clients and my team. And if you're doing that, you haven't got time to worry about what the agency up the road are doing or what their fee structure is. Mine's what it is because of what it is and what we do. So I never focus on that. But I think the other really important thing, I felt very burnt out at the end of last year and that makes me no different to, you know, 99% of the industry. It wasn't just here. I had stuff going on in my personal life. I, uh, I'm, um, I spend a lot of, a lot of time... Um, with my BNI commitments. So it mm. got to the end of the year and I was like, oh God, I just, I have nothing. So, you know, I reassessed how I was going to, what I was going to look like and how I was going to run my life in 2023 and made some adjustments. And one of those things was actually recognising, I don't know, I, I felt like I'd lost the ability to, to have quality dialogue with anyone in my life. Mm. Like I was just, because I was burnt out, I was, I was cranky, I was, I was short-tempered, I had a short fuse I, and really disinterested with a lot of stuff. So I, I rang Zoe and I said, you know how you look after all my team? I said, well, I think I actually need a bit of TLC at the moment. So we, we, we catch up regularly now and, and we just work through stuff that's, mm-hmm. you know, just really just help, helping getting me back on track and feeling good about what it is I do because you when you see your team unhappy or not necessarily performing like you would like them to, it, it comes back to me. You know, the buck stops with me all the time and I take that really personally. It's just like, what am I doing wrong? What can I do better? And um, I, I was just in a space where it was beat up Michelle all day, every day. And so mm. at the start of this year, I thought, I cannot, I just can't do another year like that. I'm not going to last. Yeah. So I think, you you know, if you can recognise that you're not in a great space yourself, because I think property managers by large are nurturers. This industry mm-hmm. is about caring for people, making sure that, you know, people have got got nice homes and good homes that are safe and, you know, okay to live in and obviously looking after your clients' needs and then your tenants, your team's needs. We forget about ourselves a lot. Yeah. And I, I, yep. used, I used my business to hide in for a long time as well when things were really rough. Um, in other areas of my life, the best place to be was here in the office if I was kept busy working and if that was seven days a week, that's how it was. So that's take, that, That's what we're working on at the moment is pulling me back out of that mindset that I don't need yeah. to be here seven days a week and it's great. It's mm. great to be yeah. here. We all, need, yeah. we, we all need a break. We all need to you know, step back occasionally because when, when you're in that you're on a treadmill, really. It's like the you know, like the, the hamster in the in, in the in the treadmill. You're, you're continually yeah. running around, and you're generally not getting too far. Whereas if you step back and you give yourself that that self care and that self time, it puts you in a different mindset because you learn to switch off. Yes, hundred percent. That's one of the things. Yeah, that's one of the things that I've encouraged people a lot to do is take take long breaks. You know, not, not just a long weekend, but take a couple of weeks, take three weeks, take four, so you can step away and you can learn to just de-stress and uh and, and detox and detach almost from from the business or from whatever else is going on around you yeah the detachment yeah have your team been what have, I, I know you said you've got the eap in place with um with zoe 
What else have you done with, within the team itself to keep them going over the last couple of years or so? So we try to do regular, um, you know, social outings. Um, if we can't coordinate, like we've been struggling to, we have we have five birthdays this month. We've been struggling to coordinate a, a day and a, or a night that everyone can get out together. So yesterday we just put on a big spread, um, yep. and like our our team love love food. They love a good wine and cheese platter, and so so that's what we did. We had cake and we had we had a nice cheese platter, and we just sat around for a while and just chatted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We're, we're also working with the girls now because um, the traffic has just become horrendous. And I know you, you have already had that in Brisbane, uh, sorry, in Melbourne and Sydney. Brisbane, the traffic, yeah, it's been crappy, but it just seems to be super crappy at the moment. So we've just this week been working with the team and getting their, getting them to put together what, what they see as their ideal week and, and if they want to work from home, which days and how do they think that's going to look. And then we'll sit down again once they've given me an idea of what they'd like and we'll see, you know, how we can make that work for them because it's a, it's a punish when they all live a good hour, hour and a half. Or it's taking them an hour and a half to get to work some days. Wow. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. So, you know, it's and it's it's easy to do, you know, you, you've... They mostly live in the areas that they predominantly their portfolios are in. So why not structure it so that you're, you know, you do your routines and you do your entries and your exits, and you spend the rest of that day at home doing the um, the reports or whatever you need to do. You know, so you might only need to come to the office two or three days a week. Yep. I'm okay with that because I know my team work, you know, and and our software all allows us to monitor that anyway mm-hmm. if we felt the need to. They all meet their KPIs. There's no, there's no problem there. So yep. we're, 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 you know, we've always said, oh yeah, you can work from home if you like. But we actually never really seriously put it, uh, formalised it. So that's what we've done. We've started this week is we're working with each of them. And is that something that you'd like to do? And mm-hmm. you tell me how you'd like that to look, and then we'll sit down and see if we can make that happen for you. Yeah. So really, it's it's giving them some control over the way that their days look. Or the way their week looks. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, the the trust factor in that is is immense because you've got to have the trust in them to be able to do the the work. I remember seeing a study, I think, at the end of the first three months or four months of the, I think it was the the lockdown in 2020, the first big one. Uh, I think it was Australian Unity uh, found that their productivity really didn't vary much when everybody started working from home. Mm. which was really interesting to to those who wrote the study because they were expecting they'd see a drop off of, you know, it'd be around about sixty or sixty five percent of what had been previous because people you know, were being well had oversight applied while they were in the office, but they just all just kept on with what they were doing. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I do trust my team, and I think it's I think when they've got some ownership in how their week looks, I think that'll increase their productivity and. Hopefully their yep. enthusiasm as well. Mm-hmm, for sure, yeah. yeah. And I think yeah, you're right. It's it's giving them that that input, that ownership, um, and and you really by doing so, you're saying exactly as we did a minute ago. We trust you. Yeah. Yeah, that's Michelle, what I want to do. Yeah. We're unfortunately we're we're just about run out of time. So this has been really instructive. Thank you. I, and I'm really deeply appreciative of you you coming on board with this series. It's. Uh, it's always a pleasure, and I know you and I have chatted over the last three or four years, but to actually have this sort of conversation where we can 
expand it out a little bit more and then bring it into other people where they may also get some some inspiration and some influence for it is, is, is a great a great positive so again thank you so much i really appreciate it and uh hopefully we'll catch up again very very soon thanks for tuning in you've been listening to another podcast in the influential conversation series these are brought to you proudly by tappy box brownie inspection express and agent dynamics please be sure to tune in next time for the next in this series